0: I love Africans. I enjoy their rich diversity in music and dress and culture. I love the people who have enriched my life. I admire their contentment and their joy in the face of adversity. They have the uncanny ability to read God's word and actually believe that God will do what he says he will do. My name is Lorraine Green. I grew up in northern Wisconsin and Minnesota and I did my Bible training in Canada and left for Africa in 1980. I was a Bible teacher among women in Chad for 30 years and I trained co-workers to take over as I moved on and they are still teaching. But I'm not alone in my work. About seven churches and about 40 individuals in North America have been contributing financially to keep me here in Africa all these many years. Deeply appreciate them. But they mean more to me than just the financial support, but their prayer support and emotional encouragement. Times when I have been discouraged or disappointed or even afraid. This has been precious to me. I realize that I'm, I'm not alone in this. They stand with me. I am their representative. And they, in turn, have been a challenge to me to be faithful in my work and my responsibilities, even as they have been faithful to me. About five years ago, TEAM asked me to uh, take on greater responsibilities in overseeing all of TEAM's work in Africa. I moved to South Africa looking for reliable electricity and also a major airport. Uh, My spare room is my office. Many of my meetings are conducted as virtual meetings over the internet. And I travel a lot. I spend about 150 nights uh, away from home each year. My work actually boils down to about two things that I focus on. Maintaining my team and also growing my team. I oversee about 80 missionaries here in Africa. I'm very concerned about their their spiritual vitality, and also about maintaining a passion for the vision that God has given to them. Yeah, although we use various occupations such as medicine, education, community health, well digging, theological education, orphans, and so much more, actually the purpose behind all of this is evangelism, discipleship, church development, and leadership training team is all about the church. In order to help my team, I read a lot, I attend conferences where new ideas are presented and discussed, I listen to webinars on the internet, I network among other mission and church leaders to hear what they're saying and to learn from them and uh, to find out where our work and theirs can intersect and where we can be a help to one another. I want to facilitate my team, helping them to succeed, but I also want to grow my team. This has to do with finding new pathways for a team to expand in Africa. We aren't just trying to grow a mission, that is not our purpose, but rather to respond to definite needs as they present themselves. I don't see that Uh, My work is to go hopscotching across the continent, developing new works in places where we're not known. Rather, I would like to see where we already are serving and where we have deep roots in the community, where we know national church leaders and community leaders and the government we're familiar with and we know how to work with them. I would rather build on these practical foundations and then stretch out in different directions. For example, TEAM hoped to enter Mozambique back in the 1930s, but their efforts were blocked by the Catholic Church and the Portuguese colonizers who did not want Protestant missionaries in that area. So instead the missionaries settled just to the south in what is now Zimbabwe and there they found needy people and fruitful ministry for many years we've been there. But now in more recent days, Mozambique is open to missionaries. Although the government is still very complicated, difficult to work with, it is possible for missionaries to work there, especially if they show tenacity and perseverance and are driven by conviction and a passion for the gospel with a vision for those people of Mozambique that they too should be saved. Last year we sent a team to the city of Tet in Tete province There we found open doors and a warm welcome. The Wycliffe missionaries have just recently finished the Nungwe New Testament, and uh, they have finished their task and they are asking for Bible teachers to come now behind them to teach the pastors how to use God's word in their teaching and preaching. In April, we will send a team to the Delta region of the Zambezi River, where a population of about 40,000 people live in a semi-nomadic Lifestyle because of the annual rainy season and the flooding. YWAM has been there for a number of years, pioneering some of the work there, but uh, dealing, working largely with short-termers. Um, but now the churches need to go deeper in their understanding of, of God's Word in Bible study and in discipleship. Another opportunity that's particularly exciting to me is the work among the Zion Church of Southern Africa. It is one of our most cutting-edge ministries in this region. The Zion Church is the largest church in this region. Estimated to be about 20 million people. But it is highly syncretistic. In other words, it's a blending of Christianity and ancestor worship. They appeal to the spirits for healing. It's not unusual to have a demonic manifestation in the worship service. A church that's been corrupted, as it were, by uh, a non-gospel. When missionaries were willing to meet with the Zionists with respect and appreciation for their culture, uh, the Zionists, in turn, opened their hearts to us and to our message. I would like to explore the southeast corner of Madagascar. I receive invitations to work in in Zambia. Uh, Lesotho and Botswana are also opportunities open to us. Chad offers yet many unreached people groups. How can we answer all of these um, open doors? Simply, I'll tell you, by mobilizing and facilitating our national brethren and getting them to share the gospel and spread it far and wide. This is nothing new. This uh, has been happening in Africa since the gospel first penetrated into these lands. Africa is rich in diversity. Team missionaries work among Muslims, Hindus, among the people still adhering to the traditional religions as well as among Christians. We work among the poor and among the emerging middle class. We have contacts among government leaders, community leaders, religious leaders, and also we are investing in the next generation. Team missionaries live in villages but also in urban centers. I like looking at the big picture. I'm excited about working together with other people who share the same passion for the gospel that I have. The last time I was here in, was in 19, in 2012. Uh, last night, Vida and Liz Lim helped me to remember that, that it was in 2012 that I was here last. And I remember distinctly that um, I had come out of Chad and I had not sensing that God was leading me to another opportunity, but not knowing what it was. And uh, maybe you, I hope you didn't sense it, but I talked about what I had been doing, but I had very little to say about what I was going to be doing. And that for a missionary on furlough is very difficult. But about eight or ten months after having been here at your missions conference, team extended that invitation to me. I was at Urbana. I got a note from our leadership asking me to come back to Africa as a senior director. And right away I knew that was uh, what the Lord had for me. And I'm so glad glad that now, uh, five, six years later, I can come back to you and say that the Lord has led me all the way. Your theme this week is the Lord needs you no matter your age, and I want to say that that is so very, very true. We are um, in in First Timothy, the Apostle Paul told Timothy not to let anyone despise him because of his youth. And then again, in uh, Joshua, as our theme verses, uh, the Lord's um, Caleb is speaking actually about the new vision that the Lord has given to him and his passion for it. He speaks with courage. Um, as I mentioned in uh, the video, we are looking at new opportunities in Mozambique. And um, I'm, I love the whole idea of looking at new areas, new opportunities that are opening for us. That is what I enjoy talking about. For those of you who have shared dinner with me the last couple of days since I've been here, um, I have spoken again and again about the new opportunities that are open before us. This is what grabs my heart. I taught for 30 years in the village, uh, teaching women to read and teaching them God's word. But now as I back up and look at the big picture, I'm thankful for all that I learned in the village because it it, um, influences, it has its effect on me as I look to Africa across the whole continent and the opportunities that are still open to us, both in village settings but also in urban settings. um, I wish when I look at um, Mozambique and it's going to be some challenges it's going to mean climbing a few mountains uh, particularly in the area of language because we have to learn Portuguese then you have to learn a, a vernacular language and so naturally I look to the young people because of that great commitment of um, pre- preparation in order to get to a place where you can share the gospel with the people and um, and young people, I looked at you the other night leading this music. I said to, to you and I said, who is that young man? <laughs> there would be one that we could um, certainly use in ministry around the world who's not shy but has courage to, to use his gifts for the glory of God. He's not the only one. I don't want to put the pressure on, but I'll see you at the end of the meeting. I'll <laughs> sign you up. But I'm just saying that we need young people like him who have the time and the energies and the, and the intellect and all to, com- to commit themselves to, to studying language. And um, when I think about this, I just wish I could do it all over again. I studied French. I learned in Gumbai, also in Nanjere, three languages. And yet, when I look at Mozambique and the opportunities there, I wish I was young again. I would do it all over the Lord. again. And that is, that is the truth. When I look at Caleb, he said that he was 85 years old, and from the 45 years that he had served with the Lord, his strength had not waned. He felt that he was as strong At 85 as he had been when he was 40 years old. And I have to, I don't know, I have to leave it to the medical people and the theologians to explain Caleb to me. Because I don't have the strength that I (laughs) had 45 years ago. But my passion for ministry has not waned. Amen. God's call on my life has not abated. It has not shifted. It is there as it was from the beginning. And it is a privilege to, to, to challenge my coworkers and to teach them, um, to guide them in their discussions and in their thinking through the opportunities and what they ought to be doing. This is the right time for us now to move into Mozambique and all I need are young people. It's today and tomorrow that my team is looking at the Zambezi Delta. They will be flying by helicopter tomorrow into the villages to do survey work, to meet with the church leaders, such as they are, and to hear from them what it is that they need and want from us, how we can serve them better. And so, um, yeah, my heart is very much with my team this weekend as they explore the Zambezi Delta, that nothing but a huge malarial swamp, nine people last year were killed by crocodiles. It is a very, um, um, yeah, a very challenging environment. But like I said, if I was young, I would do it all over again. I would go again. I need the young Timothys to come and help us who'd be willing to learn language and to settle into that land and to do something for the people that long to hear the gospel that we have been so privileged to hear. I wanna thank each one of you for the investment that you have made in missions and in my life, particularly and uh, how you have stood with me now for over 20 years, ministering to me when I did not come out from among you. It's a long story, kind of a convoluted story, as to how I got connected with with this church, but I feel that the hand of God was in it, and I can only hope and pray that my ministry, my passion, my calling will be an encouragement and a challenge to you in return for what you have invested in me, and to God be the glory.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Uh, You have inspired and challenged us to hear God's call on our lives and to take risks. You said at lunch yesterday that when you first went to the mission field, there was a war raging in the place you were going to go. And you went there nonetheless. And God protected you. Um... World missions often involves risks, but when risks are worthwhile and in the will of God, uh, there's safety, joy, fulfillment. So let's pray for you right now. Our precious God and our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done through our sister Lorraine Green over these wonderful years. We thank you for her heartfelt uh, summation and observation that she would do it all over again and that she would uh, do it gladly. And Lord, we do pray with her for the Zambezi Delta, that the workers that are necessary to take the gospel of Jesus Christ would be raised up, maybe from amongst us, Lord. And we pray that we would be uh, willing to say, Lord, uh, my life is redeemed. It's no longer my own. I've been bought with a price. Therefore, I'm going to glorify God with my body. Lord, please stir us, no matter what our age would be today and over the next two days, that we would hear your voice and not just say, well, that's nice, but that we would say, here I am, send me. So encourage Lorraine, even as she has been an encouragement and a blessing to us. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.